Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part two of my teaching entitled, Let Papa God Do the Job for You. Last week, I shared in part one how Papa God saw trouble brewing in the camp of Laban and his sons. And this week, we are going to look at how Jacob surmounts his troubles and to resolve Papa God and the resolve Papa God gave to Jacob to overcome them. So the Bible let us know the huge success in wealth Jacob acquires in rearing of livestock. And Laban and his sons were spitting jealousies, covetousness, um, bad minds, stating Jacob had taken wealth from their father. And we're going to pick the story up now. Um, in Genesis chapter 13, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 13, and I read, Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken everything our, our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob noticed that Laban's attitude toward him was not what it had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude toward me is not what it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have worked for your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said, the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, the streak ones will be your wages, then all the flocks bore streak young, so God has taken away your father's livestock and has given them to me. Children of God, let me just slip something in here. This is what is going to happen to you and I. This is what is going to happen to all those who have, have been cheated out. To all those who has... Um, been tampered with has your wages been tampered with uh, to all those who have been deceived and betrayed um, proverbs 13 verse 22 says a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous so verse 10 let's go back to the scripture and, and listen to jacob jacob speaking and so jacob went on to say in verse 10 in breathing season, I once had a dream in which I look up and saw that the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled or spotted. The angel of God said to me in, in the dream, Jacob, I answered, here I am. And he said, look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled or spotted. For I have seen all that Laban has 
been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed pillar. So children of God, I want to come in again. I want to come in again and I want you to note um, two vital principles given to Jacob's appointment and given in his next assignment. Two vital principles given to Jacob's appointment and in his next assignment. And I want you to note Papa God's instructions that he gave to Jacob back in verse 3. Verse 3, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. So this information, the reason why I'm taking you back to verse 3 is because this information is key and it corresponds with verse 13. And the reason I am keen to point this out is because multitude of God's children, multitude of children's, children of God um, feel that moving to a foreign country is where our blessings lie. Many died on the way to the foreign country and didn't see the country. Many died within the foreign country and many are in the foreign country and cannot even acquire the goal they, they had dreamt about, the, the goal that they came to obtain. Many throughout um, 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 uh, didn't, many, many, many um, through out, uh, many thought that they will be filthy rich and their life will be happy ever after. Their life will be better once they touch uh, their feet on the soil of the foreign country. But not so with Jacob. Papa God said to Jacob, go back. Papa God said, go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives and I will be with you. Papa God told Jacob, go back, go back, go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives and I will be with you. Why? Because that's where the covenant, he cut covenant with Abraham. Papa God had to remind Jacob of the covenant that he had with Abraham and Isaac. So in Genesis 28, 14 to 15, this is what uh, he said. Your offspring shall be like the dust. This is the covenant. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you. This is it. He said, behold, this is the key part I'm trying to come um, point out to you. He said, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. So sometimes we feel that, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to, 
I need to come to the US or I need to come to the U go to the UK or I need to go to um Canada. I need to go to another foreign country because that's where my blessings are. When that is not so, children of God, your blessing is right where you're at, in your right in your land where you're at. Because your blessing comes from God. He said to to Jacob, Go back. Go back. He said, Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So this promise would never come to fulfillment if Jacob had remained in the land where his father-in-law Laban was at. It would never come to fulfillment. So Pastor Sandra, how does this relate to me? How, how would I know what land? Well, can you remember um, the words your mama or your papa, your grandmama, your granddad, the preacher at your church? Or deacon at your church said to you, can you remember the words? Has anybody ever said to you, you're going, you're, this one here, you're going to be a preacher. And then after they said to you, you're going to be, be a preacher, you saw yourself preaching in the dreams. Or you're going to be a teacher. And after that, you saw yourself teaching in your dreams. You're going to be a nurse or a builder. Or an engineer, a technician, an inventor, or a carpenter. And you keep seeing yourself doing all these um, different um, activities in your dream. You're going to be a business mogul. You're going to be an architect. You just saw yourself building. You go to the library, you, 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 you head for the books on building or, or architecture. That is to tell you that this is what God has called me for, this there is something burning in my spirit for architecture. Or you're going to be a mathematician. You just like figures. You like, you like, um, you like um, accounts. You like maths. Um, you saw yourself teaching and training. Um, um, like myself, I didn't see myself much um, teaching and training in my dreams. I just, um, um, the Holy Spirit revealed it to me through other prophets and um of course yes I like to, to to read and I and I like to um I was always sort of training even even my, my my sisters and brother brothers I was always training I was always giving instructions I was always telling them the right thing this is what you do and this is you know I fear God and I always wanted them to go the right way that that is me until until um until I um I grow in Christ and then until he start to reveal himself to me and tell me this is what I want you to do you know um um uh, you might be a nursing you see yourself taking care of people or or, or a doctor uh, 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 and and um um I'm sure you must have remember some words do you remember the words and um and that is spoken over you that your parents says or your 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 relative says um those words are crucial to your spiritual development and you have if you have not heard the word before you're hearing it now from me you're hearing it now from me god is saying papa god is saying behold i am with you and will keep you wherever you go 
and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I've promised you. So the second point I want you to know, children of God, is verse 10. The Bible let us know, Papa God came to Jacob in verse 10. What is verse 10, Pastor Sandra? Verse 10 says, in breeding season. So Papa God came to Jacob in breeding season. Children of God, you and I need to know our season. Very crucial, very important. You and I need to know our season. And the Bible let us know Papa God came to Jacob in breeding season. So do you know what season you are in? Children of God, it is crucial. You and I know, need to know our season. Why is it important? Because your season is the part where God downloads. Um, your download comes, from, comes first by the power of the Holy Ghost. So our season is the part where God downloads his formulas. God downloads increase. Growth intensification, bumper, copious and profuse wealth and multiplicity. Your season is the part where Papa God downloads strategies and approach plans to, to upsurge our wealth. Papa God downloads his formulas for Jacob to increase growth intensification, bumper, copious and profuse wealth and multiplicity. Your season is the part where God downloads strategies, approach, plans, stratagems by the power of the Holy Ghost to upsurge our wealth. So how is your prior life doing? Are you seeking more from Papa God in this season? What season are you in? Are you studying a lot? Are you praying? Are you fasting? Are you seeking God for next um, 2023? Are you asking God what is it going to unfold? What is your season? You and I need to, need to know the formula. We need to have a formula. We need to have a method and plans. And you need to know when to appropriate them or plans and to make your launch. Because you need to make a launch just like Jacob. Jacob was in his breeding season. And guess what? Everything, the Holy Ghost opened my eyes to show me, everything around Jacob was breathing and ready for multiplicity. And, and um, everything around Jacob read um, generational wealth trans transfer. The Bible said it was hot. Jacob was on fire and everything around him was on fire. Male goats were burning red and on fire. Female goats were on fire. Everything was on fire. Jacob was on fire. His speech was on fire. His dreams were on fire. And lining up um, with, with God's plan, even that was on fire. Listen to Jacob. He said, I look up and saw the male goats mating with a flock. Were streets, streaked, speckled are spotted and I like this because Jacob was a tender of sheep and goats and the dream revealed to him the animals that, that, that would be his. The animals that are his would be male goats mating with flock 
were streaked, speckled, or spotted. You can't get it clearer than that. So Papa God was not only teaching the formula for increase and intensification. We also see where Papa God made a generational wealth transfer upon Jacob at the same time. And I want you to see the generational wealth transfer in verse 37. Jacob, however, took fresh cut branches from popular almond and plain trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the water in trough so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat, and you remember that heat that I'm telling you about? Everybody was in heat. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they mated in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. This, this here is generational wealth transfer and increase intensification at the same time. Verse 43, so the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man Jacob grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. May this be our portion in 2023. And I'm going to stop here. I am going to pray. Papa God, thank you for this and for undoing this burden and for sending this teaching to us at such a time as this when everything is rocketing. Everything in the world seems to be going upside down. So much poverty spiritually and physically, wars, shortages, fights, sickness, disease, negativities. Let children of God know that the only one that can put things right in their lives and their families and business and ministry and marriage is Jesus Christ. Let children of God know that the only one that can put things right in their lives and grant peace, confidence, wholesomeness to them is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only one that can bring calm in the midst of storm and chaos and confusion and pandemonium and catastrophes and upheavals and disasters is Jesus the reason for the season, is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Give your children the spiritual impetus. Give them the, the, the now faith. Give them that spiritual motivation, spiritual nudge, spiritual push, spiritual, spiritual catch in this teaching. Let them grasp in this teaching the words that are coming out to them and accept Jesus as their personal Savior, as Lord, so Jesus can perform a generational transfer, wealth transfer, upon them before it is too late in Jesus' name. And this is Pastor Sandra checking out. And just to let you know that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So don't just keep it to yourself. Pass this word on 
to your friends, your contacts, your families. Pass it out. You might never know. Somebody might hear this and this may be their turning point. And God will bless you richly because what you're doing, you're propagating the gospel. And he's seen that you're doing it. So do it now, church. Children of God, in Jesus' name. Pastor Sandra checking out. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled, Just Say the Word. And my text is taken from Luke chapter 7. And my read is from verse 1 to 9. And I'm reading from the New International Version. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum and there a centurion servant whom his master valued highly was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not come. I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go and he goes. And that one come and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. And I like this because the centurion knew what authority was. The centurion knew how he must behave when he comes in contact with authority. He knew what questions to ask and how to talk when he comes into contact with authority. He said, I myself, verse eight, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. Children of God, this is what this teaching is all about. This is what he sent this teaching to you and to myself. This is what's all about. That we don't have to disturb the preacher. We don't have to disturb the prophet. We don't have to disturb the minister. You don't even have to disturb your wife or your husband. All you need is just a word. The centurion said, For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go and he goes. 
and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. That is why I did not even bother. I did not even consider myself worthy, he said, to come to you, Jesus. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. And this is what the teaching is all about, child of God. It's for you and I to just say the word. The teaching is for you and I to have access. To have access. To use our access. Our water baptized, Holy Ghost filled, God-given authority to do whatever we want to do spiritually and physically. That's what he's given us the authority for. So Jesus speaking in Luke 10. Turn your Bibles to Luke 10. Verses 17, 19. New King James Version. No, New International Version. He said, verse 17, The 72 disciples returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall, from, fall like lightning from heaven. Children of God. This is how we must see the fall of Satan. If Satan is in our business, this is how we must see Satan fall. You and I must see Satan fall like lightning from our business. We must see him fall like lightning from our lives. We must see Satan fall like lightning from our homes. Lightning from our ministries. We must see him fall. We must see him fall like lightning from our circumstances. Jesus replied, I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. Why? Because Jesus has given himself to us as authority to do so. We have the authority living on the inside of us, children of God. Have you got him living on the inside? He's supposed to take up permanent address on the inside of you. Yes? So, um, Jesus, because Jesus has given himself to us as authority, um, Jesus is the authority and he gives himself to us children of God as the authority in verse 19. And he said, I have given you this authority and I want you to prove it. He said, I've given you this authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. How are you going to prove it? He said he's given us the authority to trample. Some Bible said to tread. But in the New International Version, it said to trample on snakes and scorpions. So, Pastor Sandra, what are snakes and scorpions? We, we have to understand that the Bible is written using a lot of symbols. And so snakes and scorpions are symbolic and, and it's meant to just convey the same effect that a snake bite or a scorpion bite. You know, they are deadly. And if you're bitten by a snake or a scorpion, you know how deadly it is. So it is like the situation, the, the, the challenges that we encounter with. Uh, They're like snakes and scorpions. And, and it could be sickness, it could be disease, it could be hardship, bugs, viruses, 
bondages, slavery, oppressions, depressions. Um, the devil lies, you know, the devil is a liar from the beginning and he can tell some lies that has the same effect as a scorpion, the bite of a scorpion or the bite of a snake. It can be difficulties, it can be a fatigues, setback, things that happen in your life. From your a child, that is the devil designed to set you back. But the devil is a liar. It could be oppression, it could be sin, sexual immoralities, servitudes, weaknesses, lethargies, um, ailments, in indulgences, something you're indulgent in, in your taking. Um, that is not good for you, not good for your body. Um, it could be peer pressure. Um, but Jesus, he has given us the authority, children of God. He has given us the authority to trample upon them. All of them, all the list that I've just read, he has given us authority to trample upon them. Snakes and scorpions and, and the list. And to overcome all the power of the enemy, he said. And nothing absolutely nothing will harm you he didn't he, he didn't say something is going to he said nothing when you have the authority when it's given you the authority when you have access to the authority he said and nothing will harm you and i like the word um overcome yeah i like the word overcome i've given you the power to overcome and nothing by any means can harm you because overcome is to succeed in dealing with with or controlling a problem or the thing that has been preventing you and i from achieving some something jesus said i've given you power to overcome them amen i've given you power say to your neighbor i've given you power jesus said I've given you power to overcome them. I've given you the authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power. You name them, all of them. He didn't left any of them out. He give, it's, it's, a, it's a power to overcome all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing will harm you and die. And, and if they come back to question you, if they come back to, 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 because they have a way of coming back to question you. And um, if they come back to question you, pull out your trump card. Pull out your trump card of authority. Pastor Sandra, what is my trump card of authority? Philippians 2. Yes, Philippians 2. Yes. And I'm going to read it for you. I think it's from verse 9 to 13. Philippians 2. You and I have been given a name that is higher than any other name. So when he comes back, yes, to, to haunt you, and, and when he comes back to plague you, and say, oh, remember when you did this, remember, do, pull out your trump card. He said, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. And this is Philippians chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse. 10, he, he said, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. So Jesus knows who he is. 
and he needs no unemployed cherub to tell him who he is. Yes? So, verse 10 says, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Children of God, this is the authority that has been given to you and I. And this is what I've come to teach and to promote. We have the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power and the list that I've read out before. The sickness, the disease, the, the bondage, the, 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 the self-indulgences and the list that I've read out and all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you and I. Jesus was quick to point out to his disciples on how they must make sure they rejoice for the right reason. Verse 17 said, The 72 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons subject to us in your name. Jesus was not really over the moon when the disciples narrated, Lord, even the demons subject to us in your name. No, he wasn't. And he wasn't being rude. And he wasn't being mean. Jesus was not mean to his disciples when he tells them. However, in verse 20, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, he said. But rejoice that your names are written in, the wrong, in, the, in, 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 in heaven. That's what we must rejoice. That our names, that's important, child of God, are written in heaven. And it's been taken care because of Jesus. Jesus went out to do the job beforehand. He did it while they were asleep. The Bible said, Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning before the disciples were even out of their beds. And this is why when they go out to do the job, the Bible said the 72 could return with joy and said, devil's nose and said, even demons, even, de even demons submit to us in your name. Because Jesus went before them, ahead of them. Probably three, four, five days ahead of them without them even knowing. And to take care of that matter. Why? Because the devil knows Jesus is not a force to be reckoned with. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. We need to know what to do with what we have living on the inside of us. You're, you're powerful and you don't even know what you have. You're full of authority. You're full of power, children of God. And you, didn't, you don't even know. All you have to do is just call upon the name of Jesus. So Cornelius said, I tell this one to go because he knew authority. And he goes. And he said, and I tell this one to come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does this. This is how we must engage with every demonic encounter. This is how we must deal with every demonic agenda, child of God. This is how we must deal with every agent of darkness who approaches us. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to tell this one to go. And it must go, child of God. Cornelius said, I tell this one to go and he goes. We need to have what Cornelius have, the boldness and the faith to tell it it must leave. 
It must be van vanquished. It must be defeated. It must overcome. You must disappear. You must melt like wax. You must crumble. You must scatter every demonic interference and hindrances. You must scatter. You must loose, be loose in Jesus' name. You must you you, you need to, to use your authority to pull it down. Pull down that mountain and that hill. It must be uprooted, that sickness or anything that has been planted in you or your body that is not of God. You command it to be uprooted and dismantled. You must know to tell it and to say when, when for it to be realized. Beating your job, it's time for your promotion. You must tell it to be realized now in the name of Jesus. We must know when to plant and we must know when to build. So whatever is challenging our peace, child of God, return it to the pit of hell. Return to sender. Cornelius understood it and it amazes Jesus to see him. Cornelius used his authority. He said, he said, I tell this one to come and he comes. So ask the presence of the Holy Spirit to come up, come into your life. Ask the presence of the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you and set you up and set up his home of abode in you. He would be so pleased to do so. Ask him because he is the one that gives the power and the authority to become everything Papa God has created you and died to become. So ask him to come in into everything that you do. Tell him to find a way to release himself and his entirety in you. I tell you, um, children of God, I say that all every day because I can't do without the Holy Spirit. I can't. I can't live without him. So I tell him that every day, even before I come to minister to you, I ask him to come to help me to do it because I can't do it. And I said, said to him, let the children of God hear your voice and not mine. I don't want to be here, heard and seen. It's not about me. It's about his will and what um, he created me to do. So Cornelius said, I said to that servant, do this. And he does it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the power to become the best version of you. Tell him to order your steps and give you the faith and power like Cornelius so you can walk before him. You and I can walk before him and not become complacent, non-compliant, disobedient and delinquent. John 1.12 says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power. See again, power. Power is the Holy Ghost. To become sons of God. Only the Holy Spirit can make us become. We cannot become without the Holy Spirit. So only the Holy Spirit can make us, can take away our indulgences and the things that we are high on. Only the Holy Spirit can take it away from us. Amen. The things that we are destroying ourselves with. Only the Holy Spirit. So ask him. He said, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood. 
So ask him, child of God. Ask him, no matter what circumstances you are. He's not even interested in, in your circumstances. All he's interested in is you and that you do the will of God. He doesn't care what sex you are, what you're up to, what you're doing. Just be responsible and say, Holy Spirit, I want to change my life. I am I'm sick of tired. I'm tired of feeling sick of tired. I want a change. And I ask you to come and make that change. That's all you need to ask. And he will blow your mind. So children of God, I'm going to pray. Papa God, thank you once more for this precious teaching to your children and myself. I pray as, as children of God hear your words, they will apply it. To your to cause a change to their situation and their various circumstances and um, by faith as Cornelius did let your faithfulness rings through for them let your name be glorified in their lives let them testify that Jesus is a good good man he's a good guy let them testify of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for us. Let them sing like the songwriter, my soul, cry out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, children of God, I'm going to check out now. And as I've always said, as I check out, please can you forward this little teaching to your friends and your contacts your families so they can hear the word and while you're doing that you're propagating the gospel you might not be able to go to the different places but when you pass it on it will go and god will bless you because um, faith comes by hearing the word it's the word that causes a change so um pass it on and god will bless you he will record it in, in the Lamb's Book of Life. When you go to heaven, he'll show you. Do you remember when you do this? Well, this one got saved because of this. It's because of what you've done. So God bless you. Um, until next time. Pastor Sandra.